Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and I am taking a bit of time away from WWE SmackDown to record the intro for this week's show, all about Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention. I had to wait until Dean Ambrose was done with his promo because that guy is electric and he is on fire right now. One of the most exciting things that WWE has going on. And then, of course, Kevin Owens walks out and I'm like, well, I just have to stop because I got to get this podcast done. So I am in mid Ambrose Owens heaven at the moment. And I'm going to go right into some toy talk because Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, which you can find all about at JoeLanta.org or by hanging around and listening to the rest of the show, happens March 12th and 13th. That is next week at the Marriott Century Center in Atlanta. It's a huge toy convention. We're going to talk all about it. I'm talking this week to Martin Jalad, who is one of the guys behind Joe Lanta. And uh, originally the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, although even before that, and we do not talk about it in this episode, but at some point I'm going to corner him about it, at one point was editor-in-chief of Cracked Magazine. What? Yeah, I only found this out recently, and I didn't I didn't want to hit him with it uh, this episode because we had other things to cover, but I want to have him back on the show sooner than later to talk about that particular aspect of his life, because holy cow... Uh, but before we get to the talk about Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, first I want to tell you that the Needless Things podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Please go download it there, rate it there, share it with all of your friends who enjoy movies, music, toys, pop culture. And also you can find us at NeedlessThingsSite.com, where in addition to the Needless Things podcast, five days out of the week you can find original content about all of those things from myself and the rest of the Needless Things Irregulars. Everything from toy reviews to commentary about pop culture to movie reviews to, you know, all the kind of stuff you like out of a good pop culture website. It's all original content. Uh, none of it is reposting. None of it is... Hey, check out the new Ghostbusters trailer link. Nothing like that. We're not a news site. We are a pop culture commentary site. So if you enjoy what you hear on the show today, go check the site out. Share the site with your friends. Word of mouth is all we have to go on. Uh, and I think you guys know Facebook is not the best for that. Uh, and you can go to Facebook as well. Uh, the Needless Things page on Facebook is, you know, it's there. It exists. But thanks to Facebook's evil number demons, I think I referred to them as the other day, uh, to them as the other day, uh, you know, you're not really going to see it much, but what you can do is join the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. And there you can give us feedback about the site, about the show. You can interact with everybody that writes for the site, everybody that comes on the shows. Uh, you can talk directly to us. Tell us what you want to hear, what you want to see. Today, before we get into the main part of the show, I'm going to talk a little bit about toys because it's appropriate for the subject matter. And I'm actually going to talk about some stuff that I picked up today 
Uh, I'm not going to do full reviews because you'll be able to find those on needlessthingssite.com. But I will tell you that just, you know, it's funny how toy things happen because it seems like you get a heap of stuff all at once and then you go a month, six weeks, whatever, not much happens uh, unless you've got a subscription service, which I no longer do. But for the most part, it seems like things come in in kind of a heap. So today from Amok Time Toys, which is a fantastic website, I received the Monstars 3 and 3 quarter inch Herbert West figure from Reanimator. They are still working on the 6-inch version, but this one came out of nowhere, much like the Critters vinyl toy that came out probably about two months ago, I guess, maybe a little longer ago than that. Uh, just popped up out of nowhere. Nobody knew they were making it. Just all of a sudden, hey, this is available right now, free shipping, get it. And I got it, and I reviewed it, and you can find that on NeedlessThingsSite.com. It's a fantastic little toy. Uh, the Monstars line is not a specific, it's not like Movie Maniacs or Reaction or Naka's Real Toys. It's just a brand to cover all different styles of horror toys from franchises that we haven't seen immortalized in plastic before. And so I've got this Herbert West. I got one to open and review and one to hang up on the wall in a fancy little plastic case that I have uh, for these size figures. And it's really neat, and I dig it, and I'll be reviewing it soon. I also got... A die-cast metal model kit of the Batmobile from Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, this thing is made by Jada Toys. And I want to say Jada are the same ones that produced the action figures from that lousy RoboCop reboot. I, I'm almost positive of that. I reviewed the RoboCop on the site, so you can check that out if, out if you want to. Uh, the figure was much better than the movie. But I, I wanted a model kit. I wanted a good-looking version of this Batmobile because I love this Batmobile. Super excited about the movie. Uh, bought the tickets for my family, and we are going with some friends of ours on the 25th to see it because I, I can't go the night before. So we're going to be there in the theater. I'm super stoked about the movie. Obviously, yes, of course I have some reservations. Uh, my biggest one is that I don't like anything I've seen of Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Other than that... Man, I'm stoked. I'm a nerd. I love Batman. And, you know, at a time in my life, I loved Superman, too. So this Batman versus Superman in a freaking movie theater. How can you not be excited about this? So anyway, I bought this uh, die-cast Batmobile model kit from Jada Toys. It looks rad. I'm stoked about actually putting something together because that's an aspect of toy collecting and buying that I miss is the toys that you have to assemble. So... Super stoked about that. That was at Toys R Us. Like 20 bucks, Not bad. It's it's not the biggest Batmobile in the world, but it looks really nice. And I'll be reviewing that on the site as well. And finally, a couple of items that I kind of in the back of my head knew I would end up getting just because I love reviewing new types of action figures and toys. I'm sorry if you hear the bag crinkling, but tape has stuck the bag to one of the toys. Uh, that will not affect my review score, by the way. Uh, so... I like reviewing new types of toys and action figures. It, it's really exciting, especially at this point when you've been running, uh, when you've been reviewing toys online for almost seven years, very close to seven years now. You know, it, it gets old reviewing the same stuff over and over again. It's why I got so burned out on Masters of the Universe Classics and why those reviews essentially just stopped, uh, probably eight or ten figures short of when I stopped buying them. And, and, you know, I may revisit those. I may get them done at some point. I'd honestly like to go back and review all of the classics figures that I have. 
but they're all essentially the same body style, even with Marvel Legends. Like, you know, how many times can you say it's not great, but I guess it's the best they can do, which is kind of a harsh criticism of Marvel Legends, but... You know, as much as I like some of the characters that they do, for 20 bucks, some of these figures are not $20 figures. They just are not, especially when you look at what Mecha's putting out, when you look at what DC Collectibles is putting out. And, and yeah, the DC icons and DC animated lines are going up to 28 bucks a pop. But, you know, comparatively, they're so much more worth it because you're not seeing hardly any farmed parts out of those lines. Uh, well, maybe with the animated stuff a little bit more so, but you get so many accessories. So Marvel Legends, uh, just mad overpriced, uh, unacceptably so, but they put out, they have the characters and that's something that comes into consideration. That's why I was paying so much more and, and still on occasion do pay so much more for Doctor Who figures is because what, what am I, I'm, it's not like I'm going to be able to buy Mattel Doctor Who figures. Nobody in America has that. Well, Funko has the pop license but you know what i mean if i want some cool doctor who action figures i'm gonna have to pay for them which is why i'm very picky about what i buy uh the other day i saw the curator uh tom baker as he appeared in the time of the doctor the 50th anniversary special and he's got the big painting and everything but he's 40 freaking dollars sorry i mean he's my doctor and i love him I am not paying $40 for a 5-inch scale action figure. I don't care what the painting he comes with is. Uh, so, anyway, moving on. Excited about new figures. So, I did something somewhat out of character for me and picked up a couple of the new DC Superhero Girls uh, figures from Mattel. As of right now, these are only available at Target. They have a big giant end cap of 6-inch scale action figures. Uh, 12, what are they, 12 inch, I guess, scale dolls? I don't know how big dolls are. They're, they're big. They might be bigger than 12 inch. Uh, but full size dolls, like your standard Monster High type doll. And also some role play items. Wonder Woman Shield and Batgirl's Utility Belt, which I thought both of those were very cool. So I, I'm very intrigued by this line. And while, uh, I guess I don't want to call it a girl's line because you get in trouble for talking like that today, but I will say it is not aimed at 40-year-old dudes, uh, or at least it, it shouldn't be. But as a toy collector and as one who reviews toys, I had to check them out. So I picked up Batgirl and I picked up Harley Quinn, and at first glance, they look like great toys. It doesn't look like any parts are farmed from DC Universe Classics, which is something I was halfway expecting. But they, they are very much their own thing. The action figures are really neat. When the missus saw them, she was like, oh, I want those. Because originally she'd only wanted a couple of the dolls. But now she's like, oh, the figures look really neat. I dig them. And I dig them too. I think they look good. And I'm looking forward to busting them open and reviewing them and seeing just how good they are. Uh, the first line of actual action figures is Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Harley Quinn, Bumblebee, Poison Ivy, uh, and Batgirl. And so it's a great assortment of characters. They're, they're neat original sculpts. I think they've done a good job with this thing. I think it's going to be really cool and I'm glad, uh, I'll go ahead and say it, I guess. Ladies have their own superhero toy line. Uh, sorry if you don't like me assigning a gender to a toy line that consists of pretty little girls or whatever. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's some toy pickups. From today, all stuff to keep an eye out for, all stuff that has a 
thumbs up thus far from me until I get them open and find out if they fall apart upon contact with oxygen or whatever. So there you go. There's a little toy talk. Uh, also, really quick, want to talk a little bit about what I'm going to be looking for at Joe Lanta because if you're like me, if you're well prepared for conventions, you go in there with a list. Uh, you go in there with an agenda. You know what you're looking for. You've got your bank stashed away. And I am specifically looking for Tendril from the Inhumanoids. Right now, that is my, as you can hear, an abdominal joint clicking in the background. You know what that is? That is the Hobgoblin Build-A-Figure that I did not want to buy every single figure to buy. So I, I have gone to eBay to buy some Build-A-Figure parts lately, uh, which has not been a great experience so far, but I've got a couple of parts I needed. But anyway, that's not the point. I'll stop clicking things and get back to the point. Make your list. Make a list of what you're looking for at Toy Convention, Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, uh, which is unwieldy, by the way, and uh, I know they will never change the name, but I, I think they should just go with Great Atlanta Toy Convention, but I understand the roots that Joe Lanta has and the fandom that Joe Lanta has, so it's one of those things where if you're, as a listener, if you're wondering, like, wow, that's that's a lot of name, or if you're thinking maybe, well, if, as long as Joe Lanta is in the name, people are going to think it's a G.I. Joe convention, uh, you, you have valid points. But there are reasons for that bulky name. Uh, and, and, you know, it's easy, org. How easy is that to remember? Uh, but anyway, make your list, make your budget. What I'm looking for, uh, Tendril from the Inhumanoids, that's my, my holy grail. That is what I want to find. I'm going to be very specific about how I find him, too. I want the long tusks. They've got to be intact. He's got to be, he can be... Uh, he's in good shape. He can't be too loose. I need the guy to be able to stand up on his own. And I will... Uh, Obviously, I'll try and strike a deal, but that's that's my big money thing that I'm looking for. Uh, a bunch of Battle Beasts I'm going to keep an eye out for. Uh, some Hasbro WWF figures that I want to look for. And then a few other things here and there. Probably a couple of Marvel Legends. I need to find the left leg and hands for the Blob Build-A-Figure, although people don't typically have, uh, or I haven't noticed people having a lot of build-a-figure parts down there, but maybe that's because I've never really been looking for them before. And I'll tell you what, I wonder, and I should have asked Martin about this, I wonder if I shouldn't bring a bag of of my spare build-a-figure parts to see about maybe doing some trading, because I've got some old stuff from figures that I never built because I, I didn't care, because I've always been a cherry picker. Uh, you know, unless the build-a-figure is someone I absolutely have to have or I think is incredible, I don't buy whole waves. So... There you go, Jolanta. It's going to be super exciting. I cannot wait. Uh, Needless Things has a panel there Sunday the 13th at 2 p.m., which is Daylight Savings Day. So do not forget to set your clock ahead or else you will... Will you miss the Needless Things toy panel or will you will you be early for it? Oh, man. I can't do that math in my head right now because I'm, I'm on about three hours of sleep for the last 32 hours. So, uh, one, that's why I'm babbling a little bit. And two, I just can't do leap year. <laughs> leap year daylight savings math is too much for me right now. I'm sorry. I do the best I can for you guys. But anyway, <laughs> 2 o'clock p.m. daylight savings time, March the 13th, 
is going to be another Toy Stories panel. It'll be all new, all new guests, uh, except for me. I'll still be on it, of course, uh, unless you guys are like, you know, we, we really don't like you on those panels, so you just put other people. And, and maybe I'll just throw a bunch of folks out there, and I'll sit back and eat some Nilla wafers or something. A little Nilla wafer apple juice, some old-school Sunday school action, huh? Oh, maybe I'll do that. I should bring Nilla wafers and apple juice for everyone. Maybe I'll do that. So show up. For the Toy Stories panel by, uh, presented by NeedlessThingsSite.com. And here's the kicker. We're going to be sitting up there uh, as the guests telling stories about toys that we have with us. I want you guys in the audience to bring your own toys. And we will come out to you and you can share your own toy stories. And they'll all be recorded for an episode of this very show. What? Yes. So, Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention. Go to jolanta.org. Uh, go to Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention 2016 event page on Facebook. There are plenty of places online to check it out. If you Google Jolanta, you'll find everything. I know because I've been writing about it, and uh, you'll you'll see it. And now it's time for a little music, and then time for a lot of Martin Jalad talking about toys. <laughs> First of all, Martin, welcome back to the show. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited about Jolanta this year and definitely excited to talk to you about Jolanta. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about that uh, and the Great Great Atlanta Toy Convention. And I definitely this time want to talk about kind of your own personal preferences and uh, histories in toys. Cool. But uh, first, let's talk about the convention, Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention. Uh, what's going on this year? Wow, a lot. <laughs> Seems every single year, you know, it grows and grows, and it's a it's an awesome feeling, I guess, when uh, we get more and more interesting vendors coming, different guests, um, and panels. And yeah, this year it's no different. Um, I mean, we've got a nine panels over two days. Um, we've got everything from panels on The Walking Dead uh, with special guest. Uh, Steven Skip Bartlett, he's one of the walkers. We have a panel on Big Jim done by the Big Jim Facebook page. So I think that's going to be kind of interesting because I, I don't think many of us really know a whole lot about that Mattel action figure from the 70s. So that should be cool. There'll be a Transformers panel, a Star Wars panel, a panel on uh, Bullet Man, which is one of the last incarnations of G.I. Joe, that's uh, kind of a very interesting story behind how that kind of came to be a pretty popular figure at this point. Larry Hammer's going to do a panel on sequential storytelling. I think it's going to be a Monster High panel. There's going to be a panel on repairing vintage G.I. Joe's. And then one that I'm going to be involved in is Toy Stories. And yes, I think, I think we both know somebody who's going to who's <laughs> going to mediate and lead that, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, Two p.m. on the thirteenth, uh, Toy Stories, which you and uh, an, uh, more interesting guests will be sitting down to share 
stories about some of our favorite toys, like how we got them or what they mean to us, whatever the case may be. Uh, and we are encouraging the audience to also bring toys uh, to get in on it. Because I, I like to do interactive panels. That's why I like to do stuff like having you and Mike Gordon from the ESO Network you know, come up and, and sit on these panels. And also, we involve the audience as much as we can. So anybody listening that's going to be at Joe Lanta, you know, bring a favorite toy from your childhood or just something you spent a lot of effort tracking down and uh, share your, your story with us. And we'll be recording it for this very show. Very cool. Yeah, I know last year I really enjoyed how interactive your panel was. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I think Ricky Zero was uh, co-hosting with you, and you guys killed it, man. It was it was very fun. Yeah, a lot Rick, of fun. Ricky's awesome. And I, yeah, I just, I, you know, if I'm going to go to a panel... Uh, I, I like for it to, to be like that, but I love that you guys vary it up. You do have stuff that's instructional, like rebuilding toys. Uh, I really like, you know, Bullet Man and Big Jim. That's stuff that maybe I wouldn't seek out on my own, but being at Jolana, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to check these out and learn about, you know, I, I always love learning about sort of sections of toy history that maybe I'm not familiar with because you know all toys lead into all other toys you can look back and see how we've gotten from simple wooden toys to the complex stuff that that has come out today and those right. are the steps along the way you know right yeah and i think that's that's another thing that that we've all grown to really appreciate about the show is just that there is such a huge variety you know even though we may have started out believe it or not jolana started 16 years ago um, you know, it kind of morphed over the years to not just be a G.I. Joe show and be, you know, such a huge variety of, of different kinds of toys across all genres, across all decades. And I mean, that's the cool thing about it. You know, I mean, I think anybody who goes there is going to see something that they have absolutely no clue that they were going to see that they haven't seen before. Um, and then it's kind of like a walk down memory lane at the same time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. That's well, cool. And, and that's what's so great with you guys sort of being so diverse and, and not only presenting different programming, but having so many different vendors is you go down there, you know, everybody goes to a toy convention with the list of stuff that they're looking for. But what's so cool is not only do you get to go through, hunt down the stuff you want, see stuff that brings back memories from your childhood, but you're going to see stuff you've never seen before. And those impulse buys are going to be oh, yeah. <laughs> screaming out at you. <laughs> yeah, in, ad in addition to your list of things you're looking for, you're also going to want to bring a, a, a fat wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now, hey, there, there is an ATM in the lobby. <laughs> yes, yes. Very handy, uh, and, and those service fees will seem like nothing compared to bringing home some crazy thing that you didn't know existed before that day. Absolutely. I'm, one thing I need to make sure is that they have money in there because it ran out last year. Oh, my gosh. Well, and yeah, that's if it's going to do it, it's going to do it at a toy convention. I know, I know. So what are we looking at schedule-wise for this year? Because you guys always put a lot of effort into making this a special event. Uh, there are many different ways to participate. You know, it's it's you don't have to just show up one day, pay your fee, and walk in. You guys have the commanders package. You've got events uh, that are group events that are happening actually before the convention. What what all is going on? What are the options for people that want to attend uh, Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention? Right. Yeah. Um, well, 
before everything starts, really, that we've got a, a panel of a, a seminar that's kind of broken down into two days, which is a, a casting and painting seminar uh, put on by uh, a, someone who has won a variety of awards for that. I mean, it's amazing the detail that this guy can paint with and, and the casting techniques that he uses. So that's going on on Thursday and Friday. And then on Friday is really when everything kicks off. And you mentioned a variety of packages. So a commander's package uh, allows that person to take part in all the events starting from Friday all the way through Sunday. As well as that, they also get an exclusive action figure. And every single year we produce that. And this year is no different. And it's a it's a G.I. Joe-themed uh, adventure team-themed uh, defending Seaport 16. So, um, and it comes in a coffin box, and it's you. You get a figure. You get ex- it's an exclusive figure only at Joanna. Um, the different events that are happening will kick things off with the lobby swap, and the lobby swap has kind of grown into <laughs> a crazy, crazy event. You know, you wouldn't think much of it, and we initially did it because people were just kind of hanging out in the lobby. Well, it it started off as very informal. It was kind of just the dealers at the show just sort of showing up and having some stuff. Right, absolutely. That's exactly what happened. And it kind of has now grown into an event where, I mean, people are waiting and looking forward just to that event. I mean, that that is an event in itself. And, yeah, so basically every... Every vendor or every commander that's there is allowed to bring a tub of toys. And we don't want to go. We had we had to limit it to a tub because a few <laughs> years back, I mean, people were setting up like booths there. <laughs> it was like crazy. Like, we're like, hey, guys, uh, this is a this is a hotel lobby. <laughs> right, you know, right. Not a ballroom. <laughs> Other things have to happen here as well. Right, exactly. exactly. Um, so there's that event. And then there's uh, there's trivia at the bar that night. <clears throat> and um, then going into Saturday, there's all the different events on Saturday, all the different panels. And then Saturday night, there's the famed parachute drop. And that's another, another crowd favorite for sure. Awe-inspiring is all I can say about that. Yeah, you've got you to gotta come. You've got to bring any kind of toy with a parachute. And, you know, over the years, there have been some interesting... Uh, you know, people are creative. You know, somebody like uh, put a a vehicle and a, and threw it and attached like an umbrella to it. That didn't actually work. You know, <laughs> you would think that it would work, but it did not work. And then another year, someone else literally went to like the fifteenth floor and they had like a huge glider. I mean, the, this thing was like four feet, and I could see him at the top, and he's looking at me. And I'm like waving my hands frantically, <laughs> screaming, please don't throw that, you know. This is a hotel. Right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> but but it's... that's the fun of it, you know. I mean, we all get to experience that that innocence of youth, that enthusiasm, that crazy energy, and the crowd just is, is so enthusiastic about this. And so you've got you know, you've got seven year old kids and 60-year-old kids running around just having a blast. And that's that's the beauty of the show. I mean, that's all that I can say. Well, and it's so much fun being just, even if you don't bring your own uh, parachute apparatus, just the energy 
in that lobby, because we're talking about a big open air lobby that goes up, uh, I think the full height of the levels in the, the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. you've got people that, you know, they go up, they drop their parachute and I think they kind of get a little excited. They're like, wait a minute, I can do better. I can do that again. <laughs> right. They, you know, they go all the way downstairs, grab it, go all the way back upstairs. They're trying different ways to throw it. Sometimes stuff gets hung up on the balconies below. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's really so much fun just to, just to see the enthusiasm and the fun that everybody's having in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got the parachute drop, uh, and then the parachute drop. Yeah. And then, um, then there'll be the film festival. Um, and that's about an hour and a half. And that like a variety of people from around the country send in movies involving action figures. And so that's always a lot of fun. Some of them are funny. Some of them are, you know, trying to be serious, but yeah, <laughs> they kind of don't, don't hit the mark. Right, uh, right. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, and you know, and the crowd again is really enthusiastic about it. Um, after that, we do a kind of a panel on the state of the hobby and different experts from around the country talk about toy manufacture, toy design, what's going on, you know, with one six scale stuff, what other, things are happening and i mean we we talked about the whole 3d printing thing i think three or four years ago realizing that that was something that was going to come to its own and 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 it sure has you know i think i think i heard that at the latest uh toy fair that they they in they talked about i think mattel introducing some Small mini 3D printer that will print like little weapons under, yeah, under they, 300 bucks or something. They're bringing back the thing maker and, oh, yeah. and it's a modern 3D printer. Now, you know, obviously we, we were actually discussing this on the uh, Toy Fair episode of the podcast because, you know, it's not like Mattel is going to put out a product where you can print up old GI Joe weapons. Right. So they're going to have to have some kind of controls on what people are doing with that thing, I would think. But I don't know. It's very interesting. And, you know, it comes with templates and stuff so you can make your own little minifigures. So it's something that can be kind of an introductory thing where you can sort of do your own thing with it or you can just use what they provide and, and learn about production of toys. It's it's really neat. I, I love that kind of crafting stuff when, right, when the absolutely. toy makers get behind it. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's something that we're real big on, obviously, you know, over the years. I mean, it honestly started with one or two folks making large dioramas pretty much from the get-go. And the creativity that goes into making those and the imagination and the different materials that are used are, are amazing. And then somewhere along the line, probably a couple of years after we actually started the show, you know, we obviously there are a lot of creative folks out there. So a lot more people started bringing their own creations. And now we literally have a whole room that's nothing but custom figures and dioramas. And and we actually have a contest. So anybody can enter that contest. Um, They are uh, all instructions actually online on our website. Um. But anybody's free to enter any kind of, of toy. I mean, there's been everything from, from Monster High to, you know, anime type dolls to, you know, three and three quarter GI Joes to one six scale stuff. To, to um, custom action figures of Radio Cult. 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's that is uh, the custom stuff is one of my favorite parts of Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention. I love walking through and seeing, you know, not just these massive dioramas that so much effort has gone into. There was one year uh, that had uh, a big Star Wars scene and it had underground caverns yeah. and stuff above ground and i mean you could walk around this thing I, I would say it was a good 10 feet yeah uh in diameter and just all of the detail and intricacy put into this but then also custom action figures a steampunk is a huge thing there yeah. uh the last few years there have been all kinds of six scale gi joe like custom steampunk characters built i just love walking through and seeing the creativity that these these people put into what they're doing. Now, did this start off kind of like the lobby swap where it initially was just some people showing up with some custom toys and you guys were able to say, you know what, let's let's make this a thing? Right. I mean, you know, one of the things that that we really pride ourselves on, and I gotta say, so the 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 founder, the main founder of Jolana is is a friend of mine, Buddy Finnethy. And I mean his idea has always been to kind of create an environment that is open to everybody to share everyone's love of toys and you know even though we all have our differences this is one thing that we have in common and so it's really an event for everybody right it's put on by people that are passionate and love this and that's why they 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 share their creativity and they share their passions and they share their talents that make this happen but it's for everybody and that's the, that's the, the beautiful thing you know this show you know if, if somebody has an idea or we see that the the crowd is kind of moving in a in a certain direction that this is what they want well then that's what we're going to do and it's kind of always been like that and that was one of those things too i mean people obviously like like creating i'm not that's not me i'm not <laughs> i couldn't create <laughs> stuff like that um but i see how awesome it is that people enjoy doing that including my own daughters i mean they brought stuff too um and that that's basically how that how that started um and yeah i mean it is really amazing every year that people bring more and more things and uh they they try and outdo themselves from the previous year they're kind of competing against themselves <laughs> Well, and that's how things have grown so organically because, you know, Joe Lanta, uh, seems like it started very much from the sixth scale or, or 12 inch GI yeah. Joe mm -hmm. fandom where yes. it was mostly about those classic, the, the original line of Joe's and, you know, custom offshoots from that. And then the Great Atlanta Toy Convention seems to, like the combination seems to have come from people wanting the best of both worlds. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. That's what's so fun is you show up there and yeah, maybe you're into one thing. Maybe you're into He-Man. Maybe you're into classic universal monsters. Maybe you're into wrestling toys, but you're going to see all kinds of other stuff that's fun to look at, fun to talk to other people about. And like I said, for me every year, it's a learning experience because I always find some little thing that I didn't know about or some, you know, th there's just so much to take in over the course of the weekend. And and it is, that's another thing. This is a weekend show. This is not a one one afternoon right. small-scale show. This is one weekend of, t do you know, uh, you may not know off the top of your head because there's so many of them, but do you know how many dealers you've got this year? 
Mm, I would say but somewhere between 70 and 100. Uh, that's crazy. And it's amazing when you walk yeah. in because they're everywhere. As soon as you get back to the area where the convention is, uh, <laughs> it's all over the place. It's mind-blowing. You know, not each dealer has their setup, whether it be, you know, a table or an entire display of, uh, you know, walls and everything else that they bring with right. them. Tons yeah. and tons of stuff. And they're, some of them are focused on one thing. Some of them have a whole variety. Like it's almost like a traveling flea market in some of these guys. <laughs> yeah. And as, as a matter of fact, I mean, this year we, we even were able to add one more room. So, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we really have the whole hotel. Um, I mean, the whole hotel has, you know, we sold out of the vendor space and artist space and, and booths and whatever a while ago. The hotel is completely sold out. I mean, even the rooms. So there's no, even if people now want a room, you know, I guess keep, if you have not gotten a room yet and you want a room, I mean, just uh, stay tuned to our Facebook page and I'll be posting information there because we're looking now for another hotel as well because we've sold out of, of all the rooms. Um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. And I did want to, before I forget, <clears throat> I was talking about one of the packages and that was the commander's package. Yes. Yes. There's also an assistant package. Now the assistant package allows the holder to do everything starting on Friday, except get a figure. So they can basically take advantage. They can go to the lobby swap. They can go to the trivia and all those other events. And then there's room trading as well. That's another big thing that happens. Um, if people aren't interested in that, then I would really encourage the very least is to get the cadet package. It's only $25. And for $25, you can get in both Saturday and Sunday and take advantage of all the different events that happen on Saturday night. So, again, that's the, the parachute drop. That's going to be the film festival, the state of the hobby, and then the night culminates with um, radio cult playing, and that ends at midnight. So you got a lot of <laughs> you got a lot of cool activities for your for your bucks there. And if uh, you know if you are staying on the premises or or whatever the case may be, you know once radio cult's done playing, there's still going to be plenty of people hanging out, talking about toys, having fun well into the night. As I discovered right. last year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's highly encouraged. You know, that's one of the things that it ends up being like a family reunion. People come from all over the country. They they plan their vacations around this. Um, and, you know, that's, again, that's another, another great thing is that they're so welcoming and open to anybody who has an interest in toys as well. Um, and so... You know, some people at first are a little bit, well, you know, like you said, well, I, I like He-Man or, you know, I like Thundercats and I'm not really into G.I. Joe. Man, once you start talking, collecting and, you know, hunting for stuff and how you display your things and how you clean them and how, you know, it doesn't really matter what you collect. It just, you, you're then now talking to a, a fellow collector. And, yes. and I think that's great. Well, and we can all learn things from each other. I mean, that's, that's the advantage of getting so many hobbyists together that, like you said, even if you're not collecting the same thing, you could learn some something valuable about just display shelves from a guy collecting something entirely different from you. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I learned about, uh, you know, Ikea 
sells uh, certain kind of glass cabinets that I never would have known anything about if I hadn't talked last year to a guy that collects the six scale GI Joes, which uh, not my thing. But uh, man, these these cases are adaptable for whatever, just stuff like that, little things like that, and it's so much fun. You know, anytime you're talking to somebody about a hobby they love, that's a good time. March 12th and 13th. Now that's that's for general admission and for the cadet package. Right, but absolutely. The, the special packages, uh, commander and assistant, get to start on the 11th, which is Friday. Yeah, which is when you've got the lobby swap, which is definitely something to to check into. And this all goes down at the Marriott Century Center, which is one of my favorite places to go uh, for for any kind because they have all kinds of different comic conventions, uh, different shows down there. It's definitely. Easy access inside or outside of the perimeter and joelanta.org is the place online to go and find out all the information you need, anything we might not have covered here. And then on Facebook, uh, you guys have not only an event page for Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, but you've also got fan pages, uh, where people can get in and interact and, uh, talk about what's going on at the show or just talk about toys in general. Yeah, we sure do. Absolutely. So over the years, as Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention have grown and grown and grown, and you guys, as you said, you're you're in this because you want to hook people up and get people together because of a love of toys. This year, bigger than ever panel-wise, bigger than ever dealer-wise, and you're really you're really turning into what is thought of more as an actual convention as opposed to like a toy show because you're providing entertainment. You've got the radio cult show. You've got all the panels. Uh, you're really doing things big time. Are there any thoughts in your head as to next year, the year after? Like, will will it continue to evolve into a full-blown uh it's already a weekend event. I, I right. guess. I no, guess. I know exactly. I know exactly what you're asking. Right. And, right. And yes, I mean, you know, I think it's in a, in a great way. It seems to be inevitable that we are growing, and we obviously want that. You know, we'd love to reach more and more people to share the love of what we do and and with everybody. <clears throat> um, you know, this particular hotel has is fantastic. It's a wonderful hotel. And we, we do realistically need to, and we have already began to think, what, what are we going to do? Because we, we really have outgrown the hotel. Yeah. And so it's a good problem to have. And, uh, but yes, we are going to continue to grow. But, and, and yes, we do feel that obviously we are a convention, but we will always, whatever, Whatever incarnation this thing, you know, whatever happens, it's always going to be at its heart about toys and the love of toys and whether we have more and more special guests. Those special guests have to have something to do with toys, whether action figures have been made of them or they really like action figures or toys or et cetera, et cetera. So, you know. They will always be layered activities that maybe don't necessarily all revolve around toys. However, like I said, the heart of it will always be that. I mean, you know, we would, we would really love for some of the 
toy manufacturers to begin to kind of take note. Now, I mean, you know, some of the smaller ones may come, and I know that there's going to be four or five different, you know, exclusives being made and presented at this year's convention as well. Um, but that's one of the goals going forward as well, I think, is to attract to attract different manufacturers as well, to really share, you know, the, the behind-the-scenes uh, with people. Yes, yes. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit, actually, about uh, the custom figure that you guys are offering, because I was blown away by last year's. Uh, you know, we're talking about a, a production-level G.I. Joe figure that you have a team of extremely talented people working to put together this year's figure you know how did he come together who decided what it was going to be was it a group effort like what's the evolution how did you guys arrive at this beautiful boxed figure that you're going to be offering as part of the commander's package well typically uh, you know with this entire event and this convention it is many many talented people working together uh to, to make it happen. Um, and so same thing with the, with the exclusive as well. You know, we, we, we begin to kick some different ideas around and then one or two of us may actually go ahead and do some kind of a prototype, you know, based on well, some of the odds and ends and that they may actually have at home. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it begins to get fleshed out. And then we begin to say, well, you know, so-and-so could make this and this could be made over here and, and um, and that's so that's typically what happens. And we just try and, you know, the nice thing is we have access to a lot of talented individuals around the world. In fact, that that can create these kinds of things. And we just use as many resources as possible. And, and that's basically what ends up happening. Um, well, and these are gorgeous figures because we're talking about custom-made uh, uniforms and costumes and yes. flo- flocked hair in some cases. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> just really going all out on these things. Well, and and you. where yeah. did that come from, the idea to offer this figure? I think initially it was just uh, – I mean, we all want to create something, and I think we all want to, you know, have, have something – some identifiable product maybe that goes along with, you know, to kind of bring back as a memento of the occasion. And I think when we first started, maybe the first year or two, one of the vendors that actually attended Jolana, and I remember one of them was Small Blue Planet. I mean, they've obviously oh, yeah, yeah. Since, yeah, they've since long gone, but they made an exclusive and it was a very limited run. But I mean, I think that was probably something that we're like, huh, well, they're making it. <laughs> they right. made an exclusive at our show, you know. <laughs> and then obviously having been to other shows where, you know, they were exclusives and we figured, well, why, why don't we try our hand at it? And, and, and then basically that's what we did. I think now we've, uh, this will be our, even though we've been going for 16 years, this will actually be the ninth exclusive that we've done. That's fantastic. I, I, yeah. it's, that's something I really dig, man. Cause I, like you said, I, you know, I used to be a little bit into sort of painting my own toys, doing my own custom figures, you know, not, not anything as far as sculpting or anything like that. But I, you know, I used to customize toys and now I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the talent. I don't have the desire, <laughs> but I love looking at what other people do. And I think it's really cool that Joe Lana has a signature figure all its own. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's going to be a big weekend. Very excited about it. And now I want to talk about sort of your own toy uh, habits, hobbies, what you enjoy and addictions. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, so we're we're talking to Martin Jalad from Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, and it is time to talk about your own collection now. Uh, last time we talked about the first figure uh, or the first line that kind of got you going, but just to refresh the audience's memory, maybe they hadn't listened to that episode, which they by all means should go back to last year and check it out. But where where did you get the bug? What got you? Action man. So G.I. Joe's cousin in the United Kingdom, I was born in the UK, um, was licensed by a company called Palatoy, and that line was called Action Man. Looked almost identical to G.I. Joe, um, but they did a lot of different uniforms and different outfits, and they took the line actually much further, and it went Actually, I think into the mid eighties where here in the States, you know, GI Joe pretty much died out in the, in the mid to late seventies. <clears throat> so yeah, it was action man that I loved as a kid. I loved, uh, I loved toy soldiers like the, the detail, uh, toy soldiers by Britons. Uh, there was another company called Timpo. I really liked those. And honestly, you know, if I look back at some pictures when I was like a little boy, I always like kind of freaky looking toys, you know, monster kind of toys, uh, you know, something with like three eyes and like gross looking. And, and you know, if I'm sitting here in my office now, I'm surrounded by toys and there's a few of those kind of things scattered around here as well. Now, did you... So, uh, the, they were probably a little bit before your time, but at this point, I would imagine you've been exposed to them. But uh, are the outer space men? Yes, those are cool. But they were before my time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are cool. Yeah, I actually had uh, Gary Schaefer, who now is working with Mel Burnkrant, the guy who created the outer space men. Uh, I talked. I had him on the show, and he, he talked a good bit about the plans for the franchise and what they're doing going ahead. Awesome. And but those those are fantastic figures, and I I love same way. I love that. Uh, you know, as much as I love my licensed toys, I really like the weird monster stuff that doesn't have anything to do with a TV show or a comic book right. or anything yes. else. That's it's yes. just pure toy creator creativity. Yeah, <laughs> me too. What? Uh, so, Action Man is is your first love, but let's talk about right now because there's always. Right now, I'm looking to fill in some holes in some of the 80 toys, 80s toys that I've got, like in humanoids, uh, some stuff like that, WWF, uh, Hasbro stuff. And it's one of those things where sometimes you have specific stuff, you're looking for it, you want it as soon as possible, and then you've got other stuff that's like, well, if I find one of those, that would be really cool, I'll keep an eye out, but I'm not going to you know, get online and spend a lot of time right. thinking about it. What kind of stuff are you into right now? Like, what what would you go to Joe Lanta and uh, shop around for? Well, I mean, I uh, I do obviously like G.I. Joe and the 1-6 scale G.I. Joe. So I am actually on my list as a box sea adventurer from the, from the early 70s. So that's something that I have on my list. However, you know, again, because, like you said, I'm exposed to so many toys, 
you know, what a great job this is, I got to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I mean, even though in the 80s it was long past the time that I was buying toys, I mean, I I, I like Masters of the Universe. I mean, I I think the He-Man stuff is pretty cool. So, Mm. you know, I I wouldn't mind a couple of those figures. Definitely definitely a a first-generation He-Man, first-generation Skeletor. I'm looking for those two. Um, love action figures from the 60s and 70s and I actually have I have a ton of stuff from from Marxist Stoney Smith to Pulsar to Six Million Dollar Man Captain Action Big Jim Major Matt Mason um, yeah Major Matt Mason that's yeah. a, that's a line I see I haven't really seen a lot of that in person because it tends to be very expensive stuff yes it is uh, yeah. and that that's a line that I've always been interested in thanks to Toy Fair Magazine if everybody remembers that. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, they were an invaluable resource for learning about toy history. And Major Matt Mason was, you know, when the space race was on, was huge. And the outer spacemen, you know, going back to those were meant as a complement to that. But the Matt Mason stuff is something I'm shocked hasn't made a comeback. What are your feelings about when lines are sort of brought back, redone, like you have Masters of the Universe, and then they did the Masters of the Universe classics, or or even going back to G.I. Joe, the, the large six-scale G.I. Joes that were later brought back as the three-and-three-quarter-inch Joes in the 80s. Uh, how do you feel about legacy stuff? I mean, I, 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 think it's, I think it's great. Obviously, if something was, in one sense, you know, you're – you're continuing the legacy, right? I mean, you're like, wow, this was, this was great then. And, and hopefully it's going to be great now because there's some ra- some name recognition. It's nice that if you have, you know, multi generations that are interested in the same lines, that's pretty cool. Um, and in some cases as well, I mean, I, I know for a fact that, you know, so many of my friends were so excited when, you know, the 12 inch GI Joe line, for instance, was re-released again in the nineties. Yes. And they started buying all that stuff because again, it, it took them back to a time when they were young and when these were being bought for them. Um, I personally, I love seeing it, but I am such a vintage guy at heart. I mean, <laughs> you know, you could put an exact duplicate that was made yesterday and a vintage item. And man, I will, I personally will always go for the vintage item. There's just <laughs> something about it. You know, it's, I, I don't know what, but there's just that, I don't know, that's the authenticity or whatever. But, but no, I, I do, I do believe that it's a good thing. Well, I mean, it, Captain Action has done that too. You know, they started in, in 1966. Very interesting as well that that line, kind of keeps keeps getting legs you know it it, yeah. it won't stay down <laughs> well especially with GI Joe in the state that it's in now that the Hasbro just can't seem to figure out what to do with it it's uh, too bad yeah yeah it really is and it'll, I'm sure it'll come back around again but you know the right. climate just isn't there with all the comic book and superhero stuff i think i think your modern military just isn't a, a factor right now right i i agree so yeah i'm I love vintage stuff, and if it's what's out there, then that's what I'm looking for. But I'll tell you right now, if they re-release the Inhumanoids exactly as they were in the 80s, I would just buy them and be happy. <laughs> I'd be good to go. I'm I'm a, I'm more of an ease-of-purchase guy at this point. Right. <laughs> um, 
So, I like the hunt, man. I mean, you know, 90, 95% of, of the thrill for me is always being out and about looking for this kind of stuff. Any kind, I mean, I, I collect records and coins and so it's not, and, and magazines. And so I have a lot of different collecting interests and, and just the thrill of the hunt is just, it's crazy for me. I love it. You know what? And I do, that is something I miss because, you know, the internet and, and now if you do like you and you, you get out there and get on the road and travel around and are looking for stuff, uh, that's, that's a whole different experience. But, you know, I remember taking entire days, you know, pre internet or, or pre my access to the internet anyway. And just driving all over town looking for whatever it was I was looking for at the time. I, one, one of the last great hunts I had was when Mattel redid the Masters of the Universe in 2002 uh, with the more sort of anime-style ones that the Four Horsemen sculpted. Mm-hmm. And I, just driving all over town, finding that one character that was you know really tough to find. And I, now, with the internet... It's sort of taken a little bit of that away because as much as I do love driving around looking for stuff, time-wise, if I can get online, oh, look, there's that thing, click. Right. And, you know, the, the fun thing is, though, and this is, this is kind of the same thing when you, you know, as opposed to staying home and and shopping online or going to a toy convention, you're going to run into things that you didn't even know you were looking for. And boom, there it is. Right. (laughs) Well, whoa. (laughs) And and you're exactly right. And when you do have the opportunity to go to something like the great Atlanta toy convention, it does get you back into that hunt mode and back into that discovery mode. And definitely, I definitely prefer that over. Matter of fact, I've actually, since the beginning of the year, uh, I have not gone online to look for anything. I have my Joe Lanta list that I'm bringing <laughs> with me because I know I would rather buy something there, you know, from uh, somebody who's come to Joe Lanta to sell stuff because that person, I'd rather give them my money than somebody who's just sitting online waiting for the cash to roll in. Right. And right. I get to talk to somebody. I get to, you know, maybe they've got the figure I'm looking for, but maybe they can hit me to something else. Oh, well, you know what? If you're looking for that character or that line, there's also this that you might want to check out. Whereas I'm not going to get that clicking a button online. Right. Right. So, and I, and, and, and believe me, I'm not knocking shopping on eBay. I mean, I do it myself. Oh, no, we got it. You, you have to. Yeah. You, you have to. Right. Yeah. But it's nice to have, once again, it's that best of both worlds thing, where if you've got a great local convention, and when I say local, I mean southeast and beyond, because people are coming at this point, I mean, you've got people coming from all over the country for this thing. Oh, yeah, all over the country, and we have uh, we have a couple of people coming from the UK as well. So one of one of our vendors comes all the way from the UK, a couple of him and a couple of other folks, and... Uh, I mean, yeah, they're an action man vendor, but yeah, they're coming from the UK. So, so when it's I say kind of crazy, <laughs> when I say local, I'm talking local for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your stuff, uh, your collection, I'm sure, just like mine, always growing, always evolving. Are there any lines like space is always an issue for a collector? Do you ever get to the point where you're like, I love this line? But it's got to go in a box or it's got to go to the toy convention or, you know, what What do you do for space issues when you're like, I just I, I've got this new thing or old thing 
and it's got to go somewhere, something's got to go. How do you make those decisions, or, or, or is that something you've really had to deal with? Well, I mean, oh, absolutely. But, you know, I think I relegate, I mean, I, I just basically have everything in one room. I set the room up with shelving and different display elements throughout. And quite honestly, you know, if, if I begin to get out of control, <laughs> then I, I, I have to take a, a hard look at what I have and determine what I'm willing to part with. Because I tell you one thing, my philosophy is if I can't see it, in other words, if it ends up in a box somewhere, I don't need it. I want to live with my collection and see it all the time. Yeah. I want to be able to put everything I have for the most part. I mean, there's always going to be some small things that, you know, you may have to keep in a, in a tub or something. Sure. But for the most part, I like to display everything I have. Um, and so that's always been my philosophy. And that way I don't, I don't get out of control. I remember one time when we first started. When we first started the Great Atlanta Toy Show, so that's where the convention came from was the show back in 2005. And I had a, a space that was about three times the size of what I have now. And bit by bit from doing those shows, I mean, I filled that space. I mean, literally, I had things on the ceiling, on the walls. <laughs> I mean, there was, you couldn't, <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing was that that was the main entrance of the house. You know, it was a, it was a converted garage and everybody walked in that way. And I mean, my wife is always like, man, uh, why, why is everybody walking in here? I'm like, hey, well, that's just the way it is. You know, they get boom, toys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I know at that point I went crazy. And so I had to, again, take a look and go, you know what? I, I'm going to have to move some of this because I just can't, I can't overdo it like this, but I'm always buying things. But I just have, I'm very specific and, and, uh, uh, I'm very careful with what I buy. So what is in, in your collection now? Do you have one kind of favorite piece or one piece that maybe it just took you a while to get your hands on? Uh, just something that every time you walk in that room, you're like, Oh, there's that. And I'm glad I've got it. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a couple of my childhood action men. And so those mean a lot to me because, I mean, I obviously played with them. And I have a brother who's nine years younger than me. He played with them. That's probably why I still have them. Oh, Otherwise, nice. they would have been long gone. But, I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> and when he played with one of them and he, like, painted some blood trickle coming down the guy's <laughs> lip or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's kind of cool stuff like that. So. So that's obviously that's something that's pretty near and dear to me. Um, I also have uh, quite a large Marx collection. So Marx, you know, toys obviously came out with a with a twelve inch action figure line, Johnny West, a Western line, Western theme that kind of went for ten years. I have a lot of that stuff, and I, I must say that I really I really like that a lot. But one figure that I've gotten fairly recently kind of by accident is pulsar and he was a i mean what is he must be like a 14 inch figure or 13 inch figure kind of the same size almost as steve austin the six million dollar man okay and this guy's this guy's really cool i don't know if, you know you 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 can pump his chest or whatever and, and blood runs through his veins he's a oh, really wow. funky looking guy <laughs> you know 
um, with white hair and a tan. And I mean, he's an interesting looking character, but he, he's one for some reason that, that I'm kind of drawn to. I think he's pretty cool. And well, you know, and that's the fun stuff is sometimes is the stuff that comes out of nowhere that you're just like, what is this? Where did this come from? It's coming <laughs> home with me now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well. Yeah. Uh, Martin, it's been great talking to you. I'm very excited about the toy convention. Uh, before we go, what else can you say about it? Is there any one thing you want to put over? Oh, I, I, one thing we didn't mention, uh, Larry Hama will be returning this year and he's doing a panel and he's doing a panel. He's doing a panel on sequential storytelling. So that should be fun as always. Um, I think another, fu- another fun thing when people come, they will be, Greeted in the morning, especially if they're their first thing, by Sarsaparilla, the singing gorilla. Yes, yes, yes. that's right. Who's a new yes. addition? Yes, that, that's absolutely a new addition. So, uh, and that's, <laughs> I saw him perform somewhere. I'm like, man, this is just too good to be true. <laughs> I gotta get this guy for Joanna. <laughs> I first met him, uh, and this is not something I, I had done before or have ever done again, but, uh, I was an extra in a movie just because I wanted to have the experience. And that's where I met Sasparilla, the singing gorilla, who I had not previously heard of. And <laughs> let me just tell you guys, if you show up for the convention, you are in for a treat with Sasparilla. Right, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, one thing that uh, – one final thing that I didn't mention, there is also a pop culture car show. So out in the parking lot, actually, there will be the uh, Ghostbusters quick response unit, the Batmobile – uh, the Jurassic Park Jeep and a zombie tactical field and response team vehicle. So there'll be stuff going out in the parking lot too. Yeah, it's, it's whole hotel, man. We got the whole hotel. It's awesome and it's going to be a great time. Uh, be sure to go to jolanta.org for all the information on everything. Uh, go to Facebook. Jolanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention has not only the event page for this specific event, but also a page just for collectors to get together and talk to each other. And, uh, man, I'm excited, Martin. Uh, I will send you information about the panel, although I think you pretty much have a grasp on what we're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to sit down and talk to you again, man. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. Take it easy. And there you have it, another fine episode of the Needless Things podcast, available from needlessthingssite.com, as well as iTunes and Stitcher. Please spread the word, let the people know. I want to thank Martin for coming on the show. I want to thank Martin for having uh, Needless Things and Phantom Troublemaker as part of Joe Lanta and the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, which you can learn all about at joelanta.org. Gosh, what, what's happening? I feel like I need some some closeout thing, but I don't know that I've got too much. I, I went over to the toy hall. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I am desperately trying to clean up and move around the the toy room, the Phantom Zone, as it were. Would you guys be interested in seeing a little Periscope action? If you're not familiar with it, Periscope is a video feed type thing on Twitter, and. I could do brief little chunks of, hey, look at this toy stuff. Uh, But I'm always afraid that something like that comes across as showing off. And and while I am proud of the stuff I've got and the years I've spent collecting it, I don't want it to be like, hey, look at all this stuff I've got. I just want to be like, hey, I find this stuff interesting. Maybe you guys would find this stuff interesting as well. 
So if that's something maybe you'd want to see, I couldn't do the whole room at once, obviously, but I could do maybe little sections at a time. You can follow me at Phantom Troublemaker. That's Phantom Troublemaker on Twitter. Uh, you can also fa- find me as L Phantasmus with a PH on Facebook. And uh, send me a friend request or, or whatever over there. And let me know if you'd be interested in that or just follow or friend or whatever. And maybe I'll just do it. Maybe I'll do one right now. I think I'll do one right now. We'll see how that goes. See if anybody pays me attention. Love you guys.